waits for no one. Fear not what might not be, but focus on what could be. Own your destiny, command your future, know why you are meant to succeed. Welcome back to another week of The Why Behind You. Once again, as always, I'd like to thank you all for joining me. And uh, if any first-time listeners, thank you for joining in. I definitely would like to hear back from you, whether it be via email or uh, on social media, Facebook, Twitter, uh, what have you, as to how you heard about the podcast. But as we evolve into this week, uh, we talk a little bit about last week, where we left off, and we talked about patience and perseverance. And a couple of things that came out of that that discussion um, led me to this week's topic, talking about self-reflection, because we're, we're always in a state of flux. We're always in a state of constant movement. And a lot of times, you know, I say that we are moving a million miles a minute. And sometimes the ability for us to take a stop or to pause to reflect on what has happened, where we are and where we're going a lot of times we don't give ourselves the opportunity or allow ourselves the opportunity to be able to do that. But when we think about what is self-reflection, why is it important? What is it and why is it important? Self-reflection helps to build EQ. And what I mean by that is it helps to build emotional intelligence or better yet, emotional self-awareness. You know, it's very interesting to talk to many people across all different walks of life and to just observe people and to observe who and what traits and characteristics in certain individuals allow for very, very strong EQ or very strong emotional intelligence versus those that don't. And considering some of the reasons why. And those things are a vast variety of reasons why certain people aren't as self-aware. Um, some may be all intentional. Some may just be complete oblivious uh, to the thought and the idea that of what they're doing. You just never know. But when you take the time to self-reflect and ask yourself the critical questions needed to better understand you, that's when you gain a better and a deeper understanding of your true self. So one of the very important things about that, and one of the very thing, uh, very important things to consider and keep in mind is that you have to approach you with an unbiased mindset. And that is very difficult, very challenging for uh, quite a few people, or a lot of us to do, to be unbiased towards ourselves. Because we naturally, it's a human nature, it's innate in us to feel in a lot of ways that what we're doing is the way that we should do it or the right way or the only way sometimes, right? But to understand key aspects about yourself, like your strengths, your areas of development, what drives you mentally and emotionally, all those things when you allow the opportunity for you to pause and to take a second to reflect, to self-reflect. All those things allow you to better understand yourself. And I'll pose the question to everyone to just pause for a second and think about it. How often do you do it? How often are you intentional in your time that you allot and the focus that you allot to yourself to self-reflect? You know, some may say, well, it's not really that important. I know how I am. I know who I am. I don't need to worry about it. 
But I, I guarantee you, as life continues to get busier, as our careers and our jobs and our personal selves get busier each and every day with whatever it may be, it may be with the family, it may be work related, it may be with just friends, it may be additional business ventures or what have you. But life continues to become more fast paced every second of the day. You know, Spanish writer and philosopher Baltazar Gracian once said, self-reflection is the school of wisdom. If you don't allow for an opportunity to reflect on what your abilities are or the ability of or the time or the effort to self-reflect on where you are lacking, then there is no insight. There is no you getting better are you evolving or progressing because you're not allowing for a true opportunity to pause and sit still to understand why you are where you are? Now, let's look at this from two perspectives, because as I made a comment to this in a previous segment, we're very often looking at the, the failures or the, the less successful or the suboptimal outcomes in our lives in whatever capacity they may come. But we also need to put the same amount of energy and focus into understanding why you have been successful and why you continue to be successful so that those are actions or emotions or behaviors that you can replicate time and time again. One thing that I really focus in on a lot is transferable skills and the idea around transferable skills. There are a lot of things that we do in our everyday that may be personally driven. It may be professionally driven. However, it's the underlying and foundational skill sets that you have that allow you to be successful in multiple things. When you understand who you are, what your strengths are, what your areas of development and growth are, then you truly can understand, one, what transferable skills you have, and two, how do you correlate that into building a consistent level of success in everything that you do. K.L. Toth, who is an author and writer, said, one of the greatest tragedies in life is to lose your own sense of self and accept the version of you that is expected by everyone else. When you don't allow for your mind to have its own time to self-reflect or for its own self-observation, you open the door for outside influences to mold your perception of you. And you should not do that because at that point in time, when you allow that to happen, you don't understand you, but it's very easy for you to, or for any of us to fall into the, 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 the bowl or the bucket of someone stroking your ego just to make you feel better and you start believing it. You believe the hype as we've always heard, you know, don't want to let your head get too big. Well, that's very easy to do when you only depend on your self-assessment by the thoughts and insights of others outside of you. If you are not independent of mind and independent of thought and able to process and truly, truly from as much, not a complete, because it's impossible to be completely unbiased to yourself or with yourself, but to a strong and a high degree of being as 
unbiased as you can to really self-reflect and to self-assess you. This takes practice. This is not anything that will happen overnight. And especially if you are very seasoned and very, very um, uh, used to doing things in a certain way and you have not for years or maybe even ever talked about how do you best do this? How do you best focus and reflect on you to build a better you? You may not be, and let's be very clear and honest, you may not be the person that is in that point in their life or in their career that wants to drive to, you know, to, to become CEO of their company or to drive to be ultra successful in, in whatever you're trying to accomplish or whatever you may have wanted to accomplish when you were in your 20s and your early 30s. That's okay. But it's self-reflection is about how you become a better you in your everyday life. And that can't begin to happen unless you are willing, you're purposeful, and you're intentional about your efforts towards how do you best reflect on you and understand you. 20th century poet and writer D.H. Lawrence once said, what the eyes or the eye doesn't see and the mind doesn't know doesn't exist. If you allow yourself to be blind to your true nature, you will never show true progress. And you have to ask yourself, does that really help you? Does that really benefit you or does it benefit the people around you? Once again, it goes back to sometimes, I'll, and I start asking as I was thinking about the, the, the idea of self-reflection, I said, you know, why is it that some people don't, don't do it? If there are true and clear benefits to it, and we'll, we'll dive into this in a quick second, uh, because, you know, as, as we always talk about, I like to go and find uh, some, some good research around things that support or either combat the thought processes that I have around some of the topics that we have. But, you know, I'm always curious and always want to know why is it that some people are either afraid of, 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 of reflecting or, or what, you know, what are those reasons? Or do they just not feel that they need it? You know, so me in true fashion, I went and, and, and researched some articles and referenced some things. And I found a really interesting article that you should dive into if you get a second or a chance to go and look at it. It was a Harvard Business Review article in March of 2017. And it was actually titled, Why Should You Make Time for Self-Reflection? even if you hate doing it. So taking an excerpt from that article, it said the most useful reflection involves a conscious consideration and analysis of our beliefs and our actions for the purpose of learning. How do we learn? How do we continue to evolve and get better? How do we build upon the suboptimal experiences that we've had before? And how do we make sure that we don't make the same mistake over and over and over, definition of insanity. How do we make sure that we don't do that? Well, we have to pause, we have to self-reflect, we have to understand why that happened, what was our role in that scenario happening, and how do we change it moving forward? Or how do we replicate that moving forward if it was successful? How do we continue to replicate that success? So it's all about the learning, but you can't begin to learn if you don't take a time, take a time or take the time or take a second to pause and reflect. 
And I'm very I'm being very repetitive on that because I want to hit home on that message. But as this article dove into it, and I think it, it, it really explained it so eloquently. But why do some not practice the routine practice or art of self-reflection? One, number one, you might not understand how to. Most people, unless you are taking a, you know, class or it's been pushed upon you by, you know, your everyday work or you just have a conscious effort of, hey, I want to be able to understand how to be more um, aware and more self have better self observation and self analysis of myself. Not most people don't do that, but you may not understand how to self reflect. What does that mean? Does it come in the form of meditation? Does it come in the form of reading a book or listening to an audio uh, tape or, you know, how, how do you do it? Some people don't know how to do it. Number two, might not like the process for very type A driven individuals or people that feel that they don't necessarily need um, or have never had a use for it. You may not like the fact that taking time to self-reflect causes you to slow down. It causes you to pause once again, and that may be uncomfortable. You you may be a high anxiety type person. You may be the person that feels that, nope, I need to keep moving. That's the only way that I'm very productive. It doesn't, um, doesn't mean that you can't. It just means that you don't really feel you have the time. But once again, we make time for the things that are important to us. And if, if the important factor for us is to learn how to understand ourselves better and to learn how to do us better, then you'll make time. Number three, you don't like the results. All right. You feel maybe I don't need to hear that. I'm already good. I'm already, I already know me. I don't need to evolve. I don't need to get better. I'm already great. Well, if that's the way you think, then that's a, that's a different challenge that that you have to focus on. However, you have people that are like that. But once again, that are self-driven, that are very type A, that are very, very high focused on they are great already. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Well, that's a different scenario to tackle. But another reason why some people don't pursue it, don't pursue self-reflection. Number four, as we talked about earlier, very difficult for you to not have a bias towards yourself and your own abilities. And number five, you don't see a benefit, which is often in a lot of things. You don't see a benefit in doing something, so you won't do it. So, you know, that's that happens. I mean, it's it's part of life. That's okay. But what does happen if there can be very small, very incremental um, growth or incremental benefits or some type of ROI, just the smallest by trying it a little bit different then that in itself is worth its weight in gold. So as I transition from that of why some often, often sometimes people don't do it, let's talk about how you should attack it, how you should approach it. Because it is very critical. It's very important for you to understand how do you continue to learn to be a better you? This won't necessarily guarantee you the ability to be able to get that next promotion or the ability to win over someone else or to close that next sale. It, it won't guarantee that. But what it does is it allows for you to better understand your capacity, your bandwidth, 
your strengths, your areas for opportunity for development and growth, your emotional and mental capacity. It allows for you to analyze those things in every or as many scenarios as you encounter. So let's talk about how we begin to do this a bit better. And I've learned as I research and I actually dug into you know, self-reflection because I am one that's very big on EQ and, and emotional intelligence, having very good self-awareness. I It's always been a passion of mine, um, whether it's interacting with others, whether it's providing or sharing insights or advice, whatever it may be. Having great self-awareness is something that is priceless that you cannot, cannot put enough emphasis on. But in order to get the most benefit, you have to be intentional in your efforts. Pure and simple. You have to want to understand you better. How do we do that? Number one, identify what you should be asking yourself. These questions that you may ask yourself may come in varying forms. It may be in varying or different capacities based on an experience that you just had or a scenario that you just encountered. And you want to understand why did you react the way that you did or why were you successful in navigating it the way that you were? So, Identify what you should be asking yourself. Number two, choose a method that fits you. One size does not fit all. When it comes to self-reflecting, you may be the person that likes to write things down in a journal. That's okay. That's great. That works for you. Or you may be the person that likes to listen to, um, to ambient sounds and sit and just meditate. That may help you self-reflect. Or you may be the person that likes to go and run um, you know, several miles to clear your head and to think about your previous day or previous meeting or previous week. Whatever works best for you, that is what you should focus on. That is the method that you should embrace. Number three, schedule dedicated time. As I mentioned earlier, we are all in a very fast-paced society. It seems like organized chaos every second of the day, but we make time for the things that are very, very important to us. And if this is something that you see significance and you see some importance there, you see that, hey, this at the end of the day is making me a better me, then make sure that you schedule time, block time out on your calendar. If it's the first 15, mornings, uh, 15 minutes in the morning, as soon as you roll over, let that be. Or if it's middle of the day at lunch hour, you don't have any appointments, or any meetings or any conference calls and you want to sit and actually have 10 minutes to yourself, that's great. Schedule that time. And that leads me to the next topic uh, or the next point of start small. Sometimes it's very overwhelming for a lot of people to actually think about, well, I've got to dedicate an hour of my time or 45 minutes of my time to sit down and go through this exercise. No, you don't have to do that in order to be able to embrace the idea and the concept of self-reflection. As I mentioned, it may be 10 minutes. Start small, 10 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. Just time enough to think and to pause and to think about you. And that's all. And if you begin to do that, if you do it twice a day for 15 minutes each time, or maybe evolve to 30 minutes because things start just evolving and you start getting more in your plate, whatever works for you, that's what you do. Embrace that. And number five, most importantly, no excuses. Just get it done. We could always find something that pushes us to the point of 
well, I didn't have time, so I'll just push it off till tomorrow. Well, I didn't have time today. Yeah, I had all these meetings or I had all these things come up, had to get the kids around, so I'll just push it off till tomorrow. But think about how much time we waste throughout the day that we could still five minutes here or two minutes there just to reflect on one key thing or one key aspect. I'll leave you with this. It's a quote by Robert L. Rosen, who's a movie producer, and he said, self-reflection entails asking yourself questions about your values, assessing your strengths and failures, thinking about your perceptions and interactions with others, and imagining where you want to take your life in the future. You cannot begin to plan for the future in whatever capacity you are thinking about it if you don't take time to self-reflect, you don't take the time to understand yourself, and you don't take the time to pause and allow things to evolve. Because if you're moving at such a fast pace all the time, you have no time to take in and digest and understand what's happening around you. And you have no time to understand one, how you continue to build and improve yourself, and two, how you continue to replicate the success that you've had. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Why Behind You. I hope you were able to gain additional insight and perspective from this week's discussion. If you felt the topic was a benefit to you, please hit subscribe to this podcast and share this message with others that may benefit as well. Please feel free to email me your comments and suggestions to you at thewhybehindyou.org. And you can also follow me on Facebook and Twitter at The Why Behind You. I hope you have a great rest of your day and a great rest of your week. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Why Behind You.